It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to the most watched show in junior hockey. It's the Dan K. Show. Right now, you're listening to the audio version of our show. We're doing something here called the Summer Sessions, where we take summer break. Everyone's relaxing by the pool. I mean, we've interviewed coaches as they're sitting by the pool. We've interviewed coaches as they're sitting on a beach. We've had Dan K jump in on an interview in between what I promise is a business-focused golf round. But today, we're the man who's all business. A man who takes his job very seriously because not only is he the GM of a, of a premier team in a very tough region of the country to recruit in because of how competitive it is, now he also has to recruit for an elite team to build out the program. It is the GM, the Motor City Gamblers, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm super excited. I've been, been hoping to do this for a little while, so I'm, I'm happy that uh, you know, I was reached out to. Yeah, yeah, we're we're excited to have you on, too. I know it's it's certainly been something that has been, you know, that, that we've wanted to get get you on the show we've wanted to kind of get a perspective out here because the motor city gamblers i mean you look at last season so following a little bit of a rebrand the the team looked to be a bit of a powerhouse right and and it was a team that that continued to get better throughout the year and now it's a team that is adding an elite team to the premier mix so you're going to be adding another division we'll get into all of that in a little bit. The first thing I want to I want to ask you, I want to start off with is for people who maybe are unfamiliar with you personally. Talk to us about your hockey journey. How did you get to where you are now? You can include teams, you can include background, whatever you like. Sure. So, um, you know, I I played hockey myself through high school. Uh, we don't, once I graduated from high school, I stopped playing. I attended Northwood University in Midland, Michigan, where I got a degree in sport management. While I was in school, I spent two years as an analytics intern for the Saginaw Spirit and the Ontario Hockey League before um, you know, graduating and then moving on to a job with uh, Detroit Fighting Irish, kind of kind of you know, a quasi internship, uh, you know, just kind of helping out there before getting this uh, full time position with Motor City Gamblers. And now we'd also like to welcome Mr. Dan Kane to the podcast. What's going on? I have been very mobile on these podcasts the last couple of days. Right now I'm hands free. And on my way to the beautiful, honestly, the best airport on the planet, the Tampa International Airport, to fly myself out to San Diego for a nice trip out to California. But Chase, I'm excited to have you on here. How, how excited are you about this season upcoming here as we're in the summer? Oh, I, I'm I'm very excited, especially with you know with what we did last year and the success we we're able to have. Um, you know, I, I'm super excited. It's been been really fun this off season. Um, you know, the, the recruiting that we've done, and you know, we we've really really bonded. Um, and you know, become a really cohesive group in terms of our staff. So it's just every step of the way, every day, it's just becoming more and more enjoyable. It, it's always hard to tell in the junior hockey landscape. Um, you know, things can change pretty rapidly over the course of a summer, but. We know the, you know, the history that, you know, these teams have, you know, especially the, you know, MJDP and Fort Wayne and the Chicago Cougars, you know, they've had a lot of history success over the last few years. And, 
uh, you know, the newly found Battle Creek. I know, I know Tristan is, is a busy man going all over the place. And then, uh, you know, even down in Decatur, they're, you know, they're really doing a good job finding guys this summer. So it's not going to be easy. It's definitely going to be a lot of work. Um, you can't really go into the season unprepared expecting, okay, we had a, you know, a total 29 win season between the regular season and playoffs. We're just going to walk right in. It's our division to lose it, You know, that's just not the case. We have to, you know, you know, definitely stay on ourselves, um, do our job because this is going to be, in my opinion, probably the closest division uh, in the USBHL. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the interesting things that we've seen in the last last couple of years, maybe last five years, is those those reports that get published about which state has which states are largely responsible for contributing D1, D3 freshmen, right? And and where these super talented players are coming from. And Michigan continues to be in that list. Michigan continues to send a huge number of players to D1, D3. And it's something that has been growing. Obviously you have these 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 programs, these youth programs that are, you know, very well known and established. But when you're sitting inside of this talent pool and you're sitting inside of this region, right, which which encompasses, you know, uh, just just briefly, right, the states touching it, states like Ohio, Indiana, um, you know, Illinois, obviously Michigan, where you are. Is it tough to recruit with so many competitive teams inside of this of this region or do you find that you're able to to kind of use your special gm powers right and go find who you want to find so it, you know it truly is a little bit of both based on um you know kind of the teams in the region um you know some some areas especially in the state of michigan there is a you know a lot more hockey talent being produced especially higher end so uh, you know so, some of those areas some of those teams it's not as easy but you know over the years i've built some very strong relationships um you know not just in the state of michigan but even the closer areas as you mentioned um so it's it's definitely getting uh easier you know the more and more comfortable i become talking to these coaches and these players the more familiar i become with them it's definitely getting easier but it's definitely something you you have to say uh you know very you have to be very relentless when you're talking to these teams because there is so much competition um you know as you mentioned not even just in our own league but in the higher le- level leagues you know like like the ncdc um, you know, there is a ton of teams that are, you know, you, you, you go to a rink here and, and you see a scout from basically every junior hockey franchise. So it's 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 definitely, you know, a, a competitive ground. But, um, you know, as, as time goes on, as we, you know, myself and our coach staff get more and more familiar with, um, you know, these coaches around, it definitely gets easier. I love that. Right. And it's it's really become, especially with how big social media is getting, you have an ability to really market yourself to anyone anywhere i'll tell you a story real quick i was at the frozen four this year in tampa and i'm at the championship game and i'm sitting down in the seats and behind me kind of a younger player probably about 16 years old taps me on the shoulder he goes hey aren't you that guy with the dan k show because i'm just the guy dan is dan k i'm that guy for the show (laughs) which is fine i prefer it that way um he goes aren't you that guy from the dan k show i said yeah he goes could you help me i said yeah what do you need he goes I saw this team, the Motor City Gamblers, and I was kind of interested in going and and maybe contacting them and, and seeing if I could have a chance to play for them. What do you think about them? Right. And so we talked about the team. We talked about the success you guys had, right? The high standard you have for players. And I told him to go for it. Right. But this is a kid who lives in Florida, who has seen the gamblers, not not the USPHL, right? The gamblers specifically through social media, through coverage, through whatever you have. So you do have an ability obviously to recruit in your in your region but just with the rise of social media i feel like chase you have have really had to expand to a nationwide search no absolutely and it's pretty funny actually because 
as of right now, we have about um, seven players who played in the state of Florida last season signed. Um, it just it, it, it wasn't even like a previous connection. It's just something that kind of kind of happened and happened as the days went on. Um, and, you know, as you did mention, social media definitely plays a big part. Um, if you know, if it weren't for that social media, we probably would have never got those connections in the first place. But it's you know, it really is crazy to think that, um, you know, state of Florida, that's not considered a hockey hotbed by any means, um, you know, happened to produce so much talent for our organization and it's it's a great connection that we kind of established down there and that we're definitely going to build on over the next few years and it's definitely not something you know i, I expected coming into the season now let's let's talk about this new elite team right so it's it's always difficult to you know recruit a strong team at one level year after year it's even harder to do it at two levels and and this is the first year that the gamblers and, and others in the, the Midwest region are going to have an elite team, right? So what unique challenges does this year present, you know, aside from the obvious one, which is just having to recruit double the players you normally have to? So in terms of what the honest product is going to be um, in the organization, like, or in our division, excuse me, it, you know, you don't know what to expect because at the end of the day, it, it's six organizations that are starting from scratch. So, you know, when, when you're trying to figure out how you're going to, you know, compete against the other teams in game situations, you just don't know. So, you know, what we're looking to do at the end of the day is trying to find the best young talent as we're using this as a truly development team that we, you know, we want to have a lot of the younger guys that are looking to make that junior hockey jump that we're hoping can be premier guys the next year, then the next year for that NCDC guys. So, you know, it's, of course, we want to win these hockey games. You know, we want to be the best team in this division, uh, but going into it, since we don't really know what to expect, our number one focus is absolutely developing these players and just moving them on to those next levels. Is, is that, I, I got to imagine, I mean, for, for a GM, we've talked to a couple so far and it, it, you know, I imagine the type of person that, that is a GM is someone that likes to have control. Is it a little bit interesting to kind of be like, we don't really know what to expect. We're just going to kind of give it a shot. Or is that kind of something you face every year with the recruiting class? Yeah, you know, it really is something that you do kind of face every year. Um, it, it, as you, you know, you kind of posted there, it is a little bit of both. But, um, you know, like in, in this, you know, especially in this league, you know, some of these teams, you might turn over 15, 16, 17 players. Uh, you know, we're, we're not turning over that many. We we turn over, you know, nine age outs. So, it, you know, when you're looking at the premier team, there might be less spots um, that we have to worry about. But it still is a challenge. You still have to find players. Um, you know, you, you're not always going to go out there and, you know, get the the number one, you know, 16 year old um, in the world because, you know, they, they, they might be, you know, a USHL draft pick that may want to go back return to AAA. So it definitely, you know, is a challenge. But um, it's it's just kind of an added challenge now that we do have that that elite team, and I honestly enjoy it. Um, I I don't I don't think anything worth doing in life is is going to be easy. So this challenge is something that um you know it pushes me to become a better person, a you know a better a better worker, a better general manager, a top of our coaches. It pushes them to you know get better at their job as well. So I know we all do embrace this challenge, and you know we're really enjoying it. Now, Chase, this organization, Chase McCrimmon, man. This is one of the best people in hockey. That's what, that's what we talk about here. And we, you look at everything he does for that community, for the, for the sport of hockey as a whole, and for growing the game in places where the game might not be affordable for everybody, right? Hockey is an expensive game to get into. What's it like getting to work with Jason McCrimmon, getting to be a part of this organization that he runs and owns? I mean, it's got to be an awesome task for you. It's got to be It's got to be a great place to work. It, it really is. Uh, you know, when, when it comes to just human beings, uh, Jason stands at the top. I, I know I don't think I've ever met a more 
caring human being, a a bigger staple in the hockey community, and, you know, in, in the Detroit area, especially, um, you know, he's just someone that, that everybody knows that everybody loves because, you know, this sport truly is his life. Um, and he, he's given everything he has and dedicated his whole life to it. And he's really helped grow the game, you know, especially within those inner cities as part of his foundation, Detroit Ice Dreams. Um, you know, th- they really give a focus on helping those kids, as you mentioned, um, that might not have the resources to get into the sport and um, you know, himself being someone that is from the Detroit area and grew up and got introduced to hockey. He wants, you know, more people from that area to get introduced to the sport because it truly is such a great thing. And, you know, with all the work he's done, he is lucky enough to be named one of the three finalists for the Willie O'Ree award. And again, that just goes to speak to what kind of human being that he is to even get that nomination in the first place, let alone get all the way to these final steps. I mean, and not only that, right, just just a year and a half ago, he was a top 40 under 40 in the game of hockey as a whole from the NHL as well. This is a guy who is helping change the game. And you look at it, uh, Chase, I think you're a guy who's trying to trying to climb the ladder as well in this sport. What what are your aspirations? Right. What are your personal goals? What do you want to see? Uh, what's success for you uh, in your career as you kind of continue to climb the ladder in this great game? So, you know, as you know, the cliche might be, uh, you know, the ultimate dream is the NHL. Um, and, you know, even not as just a player, but as a um, an executive, that's something that I would love to do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in this general manager role for a reason, because it's something that I really want to do. I really enjoy this. Um, so the, the end goal would be to be an NHL um, general manager, if not an NHL executive. Um, you know, I really am a big fan of the development side. So even if that is a director of scouting, director of player personnel, that would be something I'm, you know, very interested in doing as well. But, you know, that's obviously still something that's going to take quite a few steps. So the, at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is to keep progressing through these junior hockey ranks, um, build these connections, um, you know, keep doing a good job in this league. You know, if I get a, you know, a chance in a league like the NCDC down the road, do well there and hopefully, you know, work my way into that NHL front office. Now we're going to put you through kind of almost like one of these combine questions that you might get in the NHL, one of these game shows they might put you through to really test your mettle. And Lucas is going to be in charge as game show host today. Lucas, minor chats, put a minute on the clock, get this man ready. Let him know what he's in for for the next minute. So for the next 60 seconds, you will be put through the paces some of the easiest questions you've ever had to answer, but you'll have to answer them quickly, which is the one compromise that we'll have to make. So I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Your job is just to answer these questions as quickly as you can. You can pass. If you don't know the answer to one, you can say, I don't know. Or if you don't know, you can say pass. It is up to you. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. What is your favorite color? Blue. If I gave you $100 and told you to put it on red or black, which one are you putting it on? Black. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Chicken wings. Planes, trains, or automobiles? Automobiles. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Getting ready to crush your peanut butter and jelly. Are you a chunky, super chunky, or creamy guy? Creamy, 100%. Favorite movie? Oh, Slapshot. What is your go-to coffee order? I don't drink coffee. Ooh, name your favorite Taylor Swift song. Mean. Other than Taylor Swift, who is your favorite band or musician? Uh, Green Day. If you weren't a coach, what would your job be? Or if you weren't a GM, what would your job be? Uh, probably marketing. Are you enjoying this game show so far? That's great. I love it. What's the hardest working position player in hockey? Ooh, like in terms of like the player itself or the, the, position, the position? Oh, it, it's it's absolutely the goaltender. 
Favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. And would you like a million dollars? Sure, why not? Oh, Dan, we oh, tried so hard. Oh. We, we've been trying so hard to give away this million dollars. It's sitting in a paper bag on my coffee table. Just, It's a high-security paper bag, but it's ready. It's packaged. We're trying to give it away. <laughs> Just missed it. I'll tell you what. I even paused the clock to give the clarification on the position player question because I made that mistake. You should be you shouldn't be penalized for that. Couldn't get that last one in, Dan. Oh, oh man. man. Tell you what, and I found that bag. That's it. He's going through Alligator Alley. We've lost Dan <laughs> K. <laughs> Alligator Alley, a stretch of Florida that Dan K has to drive through a suspiciously uh a suspicious amount of times. Um the gators eat all the phone signal. It's the craziest thing. They're just out That's there. Interesting. Yeah, they're just out there chomping up phone signal. I blame oh, the Clearwater Threshers and the Phillies. <laughs> I just went by their stadium. I went by the Thresher Stadium and I lost. I lost service. Well, you know, we we did lose your very important commentary on the the I think the the paper bag, which is what we lost from you. What I said was I had found the bag while driving a woman named Mary Sampsonite to the airport. <laughs> I had she had left her bag at the airport on the ground. Crazy enough, I picked it up. We're gonna have to go to Aspen and get it back. Yeah, I mean, you must have you must have done something with the the million because I only when I have the bag when I checked it last night I only saw a bunch of IOUs. So I'm assuming you have the money. <laughs> of course. Well, I, I may have spent a little bit of it, um, but I again I owe you. I will get it back. <laughs> well, that that's fair. Dan Dan's word is law, so I'll I'll. I'll give him that. That was a very, very nice performance on that one. I'll tell you what we have we have had we've had good performance. Dan, I don't know if I would have put an over under on coaches' performance, coaches, GMs, owners' performance so far, but I would say that I would have. I, I thought the coaches, owners, and GMs are going to score a lot lower that we've had on so far. I think right now GMs are outpacing coaches. GMs definitely are. GMs are a hundred percent. And for all of our GMs listening out there, I think you should use that the next time you guys are arguing over what a team should look like uh, this summer season. You should say, <laughs> guess what? Go turn on minor chats with the Dan K show and just see who the smartest guy in the room is. Maybe maybe that's how we can settle settle arguments between GMs and coaches going forward. If there's an argument about who's the smartest person in the room, we'll both make them come on minor chats and whoever gets the highest score, they get to run the team. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. <laughs> now, oh, man. Chase, let's uh, let's let's focus on this upcoming season real quick because there are a lot of uh, you know a lot of players that sometimes listen to this show, right? Players that either do have homes and and you know might down the road be looking for some place, or players who are currently looking for some place to play. What type of player are you and the Gamblers kind of looking for at this point in the off season? So, really, what we're looking for is just those coachable players who are, are bought in and are going to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to develop themselves and win hockey games. We really like, you know, the high energy guys that um, can push the pace that are, you know, willing to, to go into the corners, willing to do the, uh, you know, the, the nitty gritty things, just um, not, not be afraid of, of that physical part of the game and are going to be uh, leaders on the ice and off the ice and really help set the example of what we're looking to do. Um, you know, not just on a game by game basis, but, you know, season by season basis. And it's 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 good to know, right? And and I think what the biggest thing that we've heard from 
from yourself and, and some of the other GMs, right, is is that they're looking for players who are who are dedicated, right, that are willing to make commitments. And and the Gamblers are a program that has has made commitments to players and and you know, again, a program that last year found a, a lot of success and and showed themselves to be a tough competitor in a lot of facets of the game and looking to improve upon that. You know, Chase, we're going to have you start thinking about some of your parting words here. Just start start marinating in your brain what your final thoughts would like to be. First, I'm going to kick it over to Dan for any final questions or, or parting thoughts for you. Yeah, I mean, Chase, the last thing I'd ask you is if, if I'm a player, I'm an athlete, I'm a family sitting here listening in right now, and I might not know everything about Motor City or the gamblers or the area or why I should come play for you guys. What would be your pitch to me, right? Like, what would what would you tell me? Why should I make my next step in my career playing for the Motor City Gamblers? So, you know, re- really, what it comes down to is we have a a young staff who is you know very personable and is just dedicated to the game of hockey. Um, you know, this this is what we all love to do. This is what gets our you know blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, is this team? Is this sport? And what we want at the end of the day is to help develop these players, help them achieve their hockey goals, whether it be going to the NCDC, that next level of junior, whether it be getting NCAA offer, whether it should be going to whatever the school of their dreams is, um, you know, that might have an ACHA D1, two or three program. We're solely focused on development. Um, you know, w- winning games is a, is a big bonus and that comes with the development. But at the end of the day, if we don't uh, develop these players and get them where they want to go, then we failed as an organization. So we invest heavily into developing your child and getting them where they need to go. I love that. What an answer. Come on. GMs, man. GMs for the win all day long. Lucas, my parting <laughs> words this week, they always go with our guest. My parting words, bet on yourself. I think that goes well with the gambler's name, right? And we need to all bet on ourselves. Whenever whenever we're doing anything in life, we, we've got to go all out. We've got we to put it all on red, put it all on black, whatever we got to put it on. We have to decide that we are going to buy into the dreams and the goals and the aspirations that we are setting ourselves after. That's a big thing. Chase does that so well. You see Jason McCrimmon, the owner of this Motor City side, does it every single day. And he doesn't just bet on himself. He bets on the entire game of hockey and helps young athletes and young people, young human beings around the world get access to a game that they would not have access to without his help, without the help of the Motor City Gamblers organization. Incredible work you guys are doing up there. I'm excited, man. I can't wait to see it. Lucas, close this thing out with uh, with Chase here. Get your parting words out of the two of you. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and just echo what Dan has said on that one because it is just that that is the most important thing. Just keep keep grinding out there. Keep battling Chase. Let's let you do some parting words and then we'll close out the uh, close out the podcast. No, I really do appreciate you guys uh, having me on the show. Um, this has been a great time. Um, you know, I'm happy that I can share my voice and my opinions as well as echo the sentiments of the Motor City Gamblers. You know, we are a brand that is really just trying to establish itself more and more within the USPHL and within all of junior hockey. And, you know, doing shows like this, um, you know, getting out there, getting our faces in the rink, meet, meeting players, beating coaches. Um, that's, you know, that's what we know we need to do in order to help continue growing that brand. So I really do appreciate the opportunity to get on the show and, you know, super excited for future opportunities going forward. 
Well, thank you to everyone listening at home. Thank you to our guest, Chase Crawshaw. Thank you to Dan for being the most mobile podcast host in all of history. That's dedication to just to just always be on the job. That is why that is what separates Dan K from your average most watched show and junior hockey host. Thank you again for joining us. We'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, the Pueblo Bulls. You can run with the Bulls, body-trick.com. We'd like to thank Remastered Sleep, remasteredsleep.com. Use the code DANKSHOW for 10% off the water bottle of your dreams. Help stop snoring with just a sip. And Selly Salt, sprinkle a little seasoning on your next family meal. Thank you for listening to another Summer Sessions podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.